that's the bottom line, cause Stone Cold sets up. everyone i'm bob nile is on vacation so today i brought a guest host a the you know card subject to change i have a new tag team partner today his name is chris another lifelong fan chris how are you today i'm doing all right man uh yeah lifelong fan uh yeah just happy to be here <laughs> and we're gonna go through this nice uh beautiful week of wrestling first off um we're going to go with SmackDown since SmackDown, we, uh, Niall and I left off on there. So SmackDown, Roman's, Roman decides to take over. He rejects Cena, accepts Finn's challenge. I'm, uh, I mean, I thought they would be going Roman Cena at SummerSlam. Do you think this is a swerve? Do you think this is something else going on? Oh, it's definitely like they're doing it as an angle. There's no way that this is like the match that's coming up. Like it's a, it's too, you know, the Cena match is too much money. I mean, it's, it's too good. Like you just look at it and go, oh yeah, that's a match. Cena, you know, Finn, Finn's great. And Finn's, you know, the first universal champion, but that's not as big a story as, you know, the guy who they were setting up Roman to be versus, you know, the guy who they wanted him to be. So it's like Cena v. Roman is the bigger of the two and would carry a SummerSlam. And plus, I mean, it's Vegas. Like I said, SummerSlam crowds are back. They want that pop. Um, I think, right. So after Finn did all that, we had Finn versus Sami Zayn. Now, personally, I can watch them wrestle every week. I love Sami Zayn. I love Finn Balor. This is a Ring of Honor indie type feel that I could get behind every week. Yeah, Finn. Finn's a phenomenal wrestler. And every time he goes out and Sammy's still got his story going. So it's, you know, it doesn't build his thing, anything, but it's still a good, you know, solid base for him. And it's not like it pushes him back any, but it keeps him in the picture when he's not really having a feud. That's like. Now, (laughs) so um, like you said, Sammy's got his thing going on. Do you think there's an end game or do you think this is just the writers going, well, let Sammy just keep doing his conspiracy thing. I don't think they got an end in mind. Like the way that the angle has been going, it's just kind of, once he got killed by Kevin, it's kind of like, I don't know what else we can really do. Like it, but you can't just drop it. You know, it's one of those things where it's just kind of, he's kind of stuck right now, but. I would love for, to see uh, Sammy sort of just go off into the sunset and out comes the hero El Generico after saving all those uh, orphans. I think that would be great. It would be, but it's never, you know. No, no, it's never going to They don't want to bring that history back into it. Like, it's too much fun. Like, that's too too silly for Sammy as he is now. And it would be too weird to try to transition him into that now as he's been I've, on for this long. I feel like we're almost getting meta now with a conspiracy theorist wrestler amongst the world of conspiracy theories that are currently happening in the world. Yeah. But at least his, you know, it's fun, it, you know, <laughs> and like he brings out footage and goes, oh, it's there. And, it, you know, it doesn't hurt. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I don't see an end game. I can't feasibly put anything together as an end game where I'd be like, oh, I bet this is where they're heading. I have no idea where they would even go where this is a victory in their eyes. Unless they say it's all real, like he's right. That would be the only end game you could do is he's right. And then you turn him face somehow with that and vindicate him. Have it all go back to Vince McMahon. And this is how we write off Vince as a uh, television or a, uh, the owner. And you bring in a shame. That's Adam Pierce. I don't know. Like <laughs> actually speaking of that, do we, see, I might've missed Pierce, but I don't think I've seen him in a little bit. Uh, he was on raw. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just kind of out there with, you know, being like, I'm existing. That's about all he, you know. It's a shame. He was a good wrestler, too. I mean, he's, he's okay. He's okay, you know, at his, he's good at his job. So I then we... leave him as, like, uh, some suit in the back. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, that, that's my problem. Like, you always see, like, these really accomplished wrestlers, and they're like, hey, I'm just randomly in the back. Like, a fight breaks out, and, whoa, there's Jamie Noble and Hurricane Helms, and <laughs> what were they doing there, you know? Yeah, at least, you know, J&J was something where it's like they're at least getting involved with stuff. Like, that was fun. Yeah, it was one of my favorite. Adam Pierce, it's like, all right, he's not going to wrestle. Like, I don't think that's – he's wrestled, like, one match since he's been doing this GM thing, and it was not a match. No, he's – and it's sad because him and uh, Owens used to have good uh, good matches as well. So it's a little funny to kind of see Pierce now and be like, oh, I know he's hurt and he's had these problems, but I'd like to see him just do it once. If Bret Hart can come out and wrestle after a stroke and after all this, like you kind of hope for a guy like Pierce can get that swan song or that final, that final match, you know? Yeah. One last row wouldn't, would be good. It'd be nice to have him do something. That's not just an angle, do an actual like wrestling thing. Would be or, or that's, or that is his swan song is him versus Sami Zayn. You know, there's, there's proof back there and Adam is uh, sitting on it. Yeah. That would be, Something at least to give a resolution to both of those guys in a nice way on a big stage, but you'd have to like keep it for something like that. So we got a serious promo from Big E. I I like the serious side. I think this is the side that you need of Big E to have the championship, but at the same time, I don't see them putting Big E over Roman anytime soon. No. I, I, the only way is that you do it against Lashley and you build that up for a while. I mean, but even that there's no mention of any of them on raw, you know, new day just kind of disappeared. Yeah. And that's the thing. I wonder, I think that's the best idea would be like you said, Lashley, you get the new day together organically, but at the same time, it feels like they're teetering on tearing them apart with having woods and Kofi kind of trying to, I don't know. At least that's how I feel. But they don't need to split apart. There's never been a need for the, them to be doing anything. They've always been really good together. And the, any statement they've ever given is, we don't need to split up. There's no need for it. We're, we're good. You know? Yeah, and, and this would be one of the, this would be the only group I've been like, yeah, you know what? There's no egos over anything. You know what I mean? Like, they all put each other over. You know, I mean, I, I don't know. That's one of the few groups I can remember being like, yeah, the, no one would break that up, you know? Right. It's not like the Rockers where it's like, yeah, this was obviously going to happen at some point. (laughs) All right. So then what we have is no doubt your highlight of SmackDown being Baron Corbin issuing his apology. 
the, the entire Baron Corbin thing is amazing. Baron Corbin may be the greatest professional wrestler on the planet right now. Uh, <laughs> consistently getting spaghetti on his shirt is one of the greatest angles I think I've seen in a long time where a man like that existing in wrestling today just warms the heart and you just have to go immediately and be like, you're on his side. Because everybody's had that where they've spilled that spaghetti, they've lost all their money, and they need Kevin Owens to bail them out. I mean, we've all been there. I like the fact that them showing him beaten down is also letting his spotty hair grow. <laughs> like, I know, it's so good. Like, letting him just look like a mat, like, for real. Like, he's like, just, I haven't shaved. I haven't done anything in three, <laughs> the entire time this angle's been going on. And I just look disheveled and like a mess. Like, it's like, oh, this is wrestling. This is what you need. You need a guy <laughs> like this all the time who's just ready to be a piece of, you know, making himself look ridiculous for the sake of, I'm in this career. I can get away with it. You know, well, I, I didn't know where he was getting stale. So I, I'm glad this happened. You know, he needed to evolve. Because he's amazing as, you know, general manager for Raw, as being like, everybody hates him. Like they blame angles on him. You know, they let him beat Kurt Angle. That did nothing came of that. He became a king, which I don't know, never really worked for him. He just has this voice where it's like you feel bad for him just when he talks. So it's a natural turn into that where it's just like, oh, yeah, I guess I could do that. Like, it's just a, <laughs> like a, a far cry from the lone wolf gimmick he had in NXT and when he first got called up, whereas the badass biker-esque thing and then he went through being constable corbin to tgi friday host to now homeless corbin yeah and this might be the greatest run of his career you know we'll see but so far i love it everything about it is so magnifique (laughs) every time i see him on tv i'm like all right where where are we going now you know what i mean like even the gofundme had me laughing just like, yeah, and this is the second GameStop stock thing they've done as a storyline. I mean, you had over on NXT, you had Cameron Grimes get a bunch of money. You had Baron Corbin lose a bunch of money. I thought, I think that's funny, but also McMahon getting really upset that the stock market isn't going his way on certain days. Right, and believable in terms of a storyline thing, and it's a different thing from each other. They're not like necessarily the same. So it, it works out in that way. Yeah. All right. So we're also getting what to me would be a dream match. And I mean, we had Edge and Seth going at it, starting to, they're building this angle up, which I like to, that they're calling back to when Seth put his, you know, foot on Edge's neck, you know, I can do this and trying to get Christian to back out many moons ago. This is a match I didn't know I needed until it was even being teased. And I was like, oh, yeah, I could do this match, you know? What are your takes on it? Like, the promo work, it's, like, weird to say that Seth is, like, running circles around Edge. Like, Edge has been cutting some great promos, but, like, Seth is so good. Like, this run that he's been having has been so good for him. He's been, like, have seems like he's having a lot of fun every time he's coming out. Seems like he's doing, you know, what he wants to do. And this match feels big with nothing on the line. It still feels like both of these guys have everything to lose. And they make it feel like, a huge deal which is phenomenal yeah this is what i think i think these like you said this has big match feel with none of the uh yeah with nothing on the line there's no title there's no loser lose yeah i mean just there's nothing it's just two people wrestling and i kind of miss that where 
every there's there doesn't have to be a stipulation in every match. There doesn't have to be a title in every match. Show me a good story. And I think you're right. Uh, Edge is pushing uh, Rollins a little bit here. I'm excited to see because Edge shows he still has it in the ring for the most part. And Seth is a ring general at this point. Like he's fantastic. I think the chemistry they can put on is uh, I think, I think that'll uh, I think SummerSlam is worth it for that match alone. Oh yeah. It's going to be great. And they don't have to build it up as like the greatest wrestling match of all time. doesn't need all this kind of like fancy bells and whistles around it. It's just these two guys coming out and having a match. That's going to be good. I mean, there's like the build has been good, like and natural. And it feels like a, furthering of a story as opposed to we're just gonna have a match (laughs) yeah it's like back in the day when you'd say just you know oh angle and brock are having a match you're like oh yeah all right you know like you're saying edge and seth rollins a match we never thought we'd see i mean for many reasons but yeah i uh i'm stoked so then we had a debuting tony storm beating zelina vega I love Tony Storm. I love Zelina Vega. My problem is, is since Zelina's come back, she hasn't won anything. No, but for you know obvious reasons, you know they're trying to keep her, you know, at least somewhat like not like we're gonna force you know tease her getting in and doing stuff and and like this match was like fine. It shows Tony Storm can wrestle, but like I really didn't. This is the match where I was like, I nothing like. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, a, I'm good. A so it's Storm. not like I, I should forget this, but like so much of it is. Mm. I mean, that's I mean, just I don't know if they're going to do. Like Selena deserves to win something, but I think you're right. I think if they had her come out and just start winning like crazy, people would be like, oh, you know, this is an apology. This is a, you know what I mean? I think I think this does have that organic feel of how she's going to get that heel. Wheel turning, you know. Right. And you got to do your, you know, do the time, get back into it. But she's phenomenal. I keep saying phenomenal. She's very, very good. She's incredibly like talented and you can just see it in like every match she's in. She's very good. And you wish she would do more, but you know, it makes you want more. And, and I mean, to your credit, Tony Storm and her had really good ring chemistry. Like I thought the match was really well done. I think Tony Storm was, Tony Storm's a star wherever she goes. I think she's got a personality, even though it's pretty much the female version of Dolph Ziggler. Like he comes out, his logo is very 80s inspired, very uh, Van Halen, whereas Tony comes out and she's wearing the Motley Crue type thing. Like it just to me, it's just like, oh, it's female Dolph Ziggler. But there's nothing wrong with that. Dolph's oh, no. fine. <laughs> so the my uh, really bad point, of, of SmackDown was the very last part. I don't need, I don't need Jimmy Uso beating up Dominic Mysterio. I don't need that to be how SmackDown ends for me. <laughs> like in the same way it ended last, you know, the, it's like, why did we just redo the ending of the match they just had? It feels weird to just do it again. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting tired of the, I love the Uso stuff. I do. Um, I just, Dominic Mysterio is good, but I feel like putting him with his father is honestly, um, I think that might be hurting him more than anything at this point. Right. Cause his dad doesn't add too much to him. It really no. doesn't like it adds the name factor and the song factor and all that kind of stuff. But 
we're getting a lot of that where it's you know dad coming out with their son a lot of there's a lot of that lately and yeah i i'm over the mysterios angle don't get me wrong i want them both to still wrestle i just maybe don't have dad always come clean up his boys mess and, and don't let dominic always run out and help dad like maybe have them stand on their own you know don't because every time Ray comes out to help Dominic, they always play it off like, oh, the rookie, the scrappy. Like, as long as you keep babying him in that way, we're never going to respect him as a performer, you know? No. And, you know, having him, you know, just having his dad's moves and my, plus a couple, it's like he's not in his own as a performer. And, I, I, you know, you want him to be his own person and do his own thing, but we're not getting that right now. And I mean, he was trained by one of the great, he's trained by Lance Storm. I mean, that guy's a wrestling clinic with boots on. Like Dominic proved he can wrestle. Just he's too big to do his dad's moves. Right. A six one nine by a six foot guy is not compelling at all. No. And, and it doesn't have that same kind of thing as Ray did where Ray had, you know, Ray watched him from WCW build up into being a, you know, world-class talent. And it's like, his son is just WWE. And it's all we've seen so far, you know? Yeah, I'd, I'd no... like to... Well, I, I think he's wrestling small. He's wrestling like he's a cruiserweight. He's not a cruiserweight. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, he doesn't... He doesn't have the build, and he's, like... He's fast enough to do it, and he's talented enough to get those kind of moves across. But he could do a lot more. And I feel like some of the stuff they're doing is kind of teasing at that with like having him do some of like Eddie's moves and all that kind of stuff. Maybe then he's going to split away. Hopefully not bringing up the ladder match. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I was going to say, we're going to find out that Dominic's actually didn't start acknowledging Eddie was his father. That'll be fun. <laughs> that would be an angle to go with. I mean, I, I wouldn't buy it. They look identical, but... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and plus he's taller than Eddie Andre, so I, I don't know where that comes from. Uh, yeah, out. unless that's, you know. Maybe, maybe Giant Gonzalez comes out and just wraps him up, and, like, it was him the whole time. Like, Ellie Gante was always Dominic's father. It'd be something, you know, <laughs> break him apart. All, all in all, I really enjoyed SmackDown. I gave him a B plus. Like I said, the only things against it were poor Zelina not getting anything. Um, I'm done with the Usos versus the Mysterios. I th- maybe I'm just uh, done with the Mysterios right now. You know, like maybe, like I said, break them up or just don't have them do the same thing every time. Let Dominic become his own man. Yeah, I think that's that's a fair assessment. I would probably go a little lower just because not enough Baron Corbin. Uh, so probably just a B. <laughs> you know, I don't know. The... They should have gave you a little more Corbin for your money. Maybe an actual match. Maybe so now he's doing something, you know. I think I There's think no like future for it, you know, for any of the angles that are going on, really, like other than Finn, like it's like, all right, why am I coming back next week? You know, I'm going to watch, but no, I'm yeah. I mean, right now I've been watching just because I think Roman's been the best thing in pro wrestling for the past. Well, all COVID, I think Roman has like just ascended onto the plateau that they've always wanted him to be. Right, and all it took was actually acknowledging that he can talk, and you can have him talk, but just don't have him talk as suffering succotash son. Yeah, that that I don't think that'll ever 
leave. <laughs> I think that's something that's always going to be in everyone's, you know, that was, uh, yeah, that was rough. That was rough. Right. But they've built on that and made it part of the character. And I think that really helps him now. And like, I mean, I think that the bloodline uh, faction, I actually think that's pretty good. Um, Naomi out of nowhere got traded to SmackDown. So perhaps she joins it or, you know, I mean, there's a lot of possibilities out there. Yeah. It's solid show, you know? Right. And I don't want this to end anytime soon, just because I think that they're all putting on the best show right now. They're all putting in, they're all carrying their own weight. Like that's a heel stable. You know what I mean? It is. Yeah. And I feel like too many stables are built to tear down. And so this one, I kind of want them to do, I want them to four horsemen this thing. Right. Make them the most for a while. hated people and let it go for years. Yeah, that would be great. But it's not how booking goes these days. It seems like it's pretty short term. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, Jimmy and Jay have a younger brother who's with MLW now. He's pretty good. Like, I would love to see them incorporate more. But yeah, I don't think we get it. I think think we're going to be stuck with just the Usos and Ray or Roman, which I'm good with. But I don't know. I feel it could be bigger. But at the same time, I'm good with it. That's why I gave it the B plus. Um, On to what is probably the worst thing in pro wrestling right now. We have Raw. Nikki Cross and Charlotte have that promo that for some reason needed to happen. I, I just d- don't make Nikki talk. No, it, it's really bad. Like she's a fine wrestler and she can get her stuff over. If you just let her do it, don't have her talk on the mic until she's maybe if she gets more comfortable with this, but it's. Yeesh. Yeah. Like, the accent I can deal with and all that, I think when she started getting too into it and she's playing to the crowd, which is good. That's what you want to do. That's how you're getting that energy. But I feel like she's trying to convince herself that she's there, you know? Right. And I think it might be a lot of looking at it and a lot of people calling it silly and telling it this kind of thing, but that, you know, it's fun and I don't, I like it, but I hope that she can, move past the part of people who are going to say that it's too silly and too too much because it's not i mean it's perfect amount of acceptable you know and plus like we have gotten charlotte versus Rhea way too much uh niall usually says that he uh Rhea and charlotte are like kids and you don't want them in the same room right now because they've been fighting too much and i have to agree i think it's them wrestling in a mirror right and it's too much of that kind of wrestling there's no person in, you know in terms of our female roster that you can go that's a that's a different person that's a you know unique person where i can say look at it and go oh wow okay it's just her and alexa bliss now where it's wow okay that's very different than everybody else everybody else it feels kind of like we're getting into that like back into the falling back into old bad habits with like divas division where it's just we're all interchangeable in terms of the script where it doesn't matter. One guy's a good guy. One guy's a bad guy, but it doesn't, you know, time proceeds, you know, same kind of things. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure. Like WWE has one. I mean, overall, you know, it has one of the best women's divisions, but when it comes to raw, they have great talent, but they keep 
putting just Rhea and Charlotte up in front. They keep pushing them up in front. And yeah, I think, I mean, they have Asuka still on there who I think is, I don't know. Like I said, I think they're just flopping stuff around at this point with it. Raw's been a hot mess for a while. Yeah, it's been interesting in the way of if you like watching it kind of just devolve, which is, you know, in terms of the same thing again and again, you know. It's not like it's going to be Sheamus versus Cesaro, this best of seven series where it just got better and better. Like doing the same thing again and again, it doesn't always work. Right. I mean, they had good ring chemistry, but we got it at Mania two years ago. You know, like, unfortunately, the pandemic hit and they're not going to have that moment. But, I mean, do you need it at this point? Like, we got Charlotte, we have Rhea, like, great. Let's put them against other people because if we keep making those things go together, we're never going to have a chance to use anyone for another angle, and now we're going to suffer for it. Right. We're not building anybody else up. It's just going to be stagnant, straight line booking. And one of the best uh, matches I've seen in Raw in a while, Damian Priest, Sheamus, I honestly could not put this match over more. Uh, Damian Priest finally getting some, finally getting some love after getting Bad Bunny over. Uh, not over, but selling Bad Bunny. Getting, like he's already, Bad Bunny had a huge following anyway. And Damian did the, you know, the, all the other work. He's finally getting some love. I think Damian Priest proved in that match that he can hang with big guys. I loved the way he used, okay, but the, the way he wrestled, that's how I figure, I'll figure a lot of big should be wrestling. You know what I mean? He's, he can still do all these moves. He offset Sheamus in a lot of ways. I thought Damian Priest looked like a stud. Yeah, he looked great. It's good to see him actually win something since like the zombie lumberjacks. And that wasn't his fault that that match was, you know, yeah. but, and like the Miz got hurt and I don't think they would have faulted him for that, but he looked great in that. And like, it's good to see him finally have something to say, to go after and do because he deserved it. Cause like you say bad bunny was already over, but he's not over with wrestling people. Mm-hmm. I didn't know who bad bunny was until he showed up <laughs> singing about Booker T, which cool, but this did it have to go on that long? I started hating him in that, and then watching him at Mania with Priest, I liked him after that. You know, because Priest got him to a point where he was cool. Yeah, I honestly I wasn't sold on it. Yeah, I got annoyed by it. Bad Bunny, twenty four seven champion. I got annoyed with it because it was too much. But the payoff at Mania, that um, yeah, that was amazing. So um, yeah, I I, I like the fact that Damien's finally getting some love. Uh, I think he could be, he could be a big player coming up because a lot of these guys are starting to get older, especially Seamus, who recently got engaged, uh, all this stuff. I think he's going to be dropping the title soon. I hope it's to someone like Priest, just because I think Priest could elevate the title a little more. Um, I think Priest is capable of having great matches with a lot more. I think Seamus has been great this whole time. You know, it's like, and he, you know, former world champion Sheamus from U.S. title, he's still, you know, bringing that title up. Like, he's a great, great wrestler, and he's a great talker. He's only ever gotten better at talking. So, yeah. even he really sells you that you want to see him in a match every time. Yeah, I like the, I like the um, broken nose thing. For some reason, that, that anytime a wrestler is wearing um, any sort of injury gear, whether it be the, a forearm 
cast or like when uh, Cody busted his nose and he had to wear the mask because he was hideous now. And for some reason, I love it because it adds it adds a new um, it adds a new toy for the match. Is he going to get it off? What happens when it comes off? Is he going to go after the face? And, and people will erupt every time it's exposed and just beat on. Yeah. And, and it gives them something, you know, reason to have it, you know, and something to do with it. You know, Taker, you know, fan of the opera Taker, maybe not the most <laughs> beloved period, but it's still like something that you have to acknowledge that happened. And it's, it's a period that you look at it and you know where you're from and we're always going to know that's when Seamus had his face broken. <laughs> now we had, uh, so we had the AJ almost beat the Viking Raiders. Good match. I mean, Viking Raiders have looked, have looked really good. Um, not that they've ever not looked good. Um, it's just, they're finally, they're, they're looking good. You know, um, AJ and almost, I kind of feel like we're coming to an end of them. Uh, I think, I think they break soon. I could see almost the problem is, is I see them making almost the face out of it. Right. Which I don't think will work because I big guy face usually doesn't. I mean, it's the you know, Punjabi playboy comes to mind with like, uh. yeah. Or a big show. One of the 85 times before he turned heel, then back to face. Then yeah, I, almost he looks good in the ring, but it's limited runs. I think he needs to remain a tag. I think he needs to remain a tag wrestler like uh, Luke Gallows. You know, like Gallows is good, but you couldn't sell me on a singles run of his. No, even when he had this, he had like a singles match like last week. And I was like, all right. Yeah, it's just not fun. Uh, almost as good, but I like him as the hot tag. He comes in, he's choking people. He's like, and AJ's the one getting him over. Like almost as, is, is, I mean, he's green as hell in the ring. Uh, he's got some power and he's showing it. But I think AJ's selling it more than anyone because he's doing the whole, like I said, he's doing the hot tag. He's looking, you know, out of it and he's looking tired. And that just makes almost look stronger. Right. And you know, certain things where you just have to be doing a lot more big guy moves and he's, you know, trying stuff out. It seems like every week he's trying something else different out to see what works for him. And that's fine and all. It's just kind of like, it's still, we're still in a feeling out phase with him, which is weird that he's the tag team champion with it. But Hey, I mean, he's no Nicholas. Nicholas took it at mania and he's one and oh now, you know, him and Michael Cole are the only undefeated people at WrestleMania right now. <laughs> but I mean, as over as they are, so you had AJ and almost, and, and I mean, people pop every time AJ comes out, it will never go away. He'll face people jump for AJ. I know I would. Every time you see AJ styles going into a ring, you know, something great's going to happen. They call him the phenomenal one for a reason. Um, but I can't seem to get him out of my brain. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> you just keep going. Well, let's go to something extremely, extremely not phenomenal. And that's a Drew McIntyre versus Veer match. Because apparently that needed to happen. The mighty have fallen, unfortunately, with Drew. Uh, I told Niall uh, last week that we are never going to appreciate the pandemic champions like we should. A Braun Strowman, a Drew McIntyre, until they get back or anything like that. And I feel it's a shame because this match just... 
This was just Drew beating up a lower card. Like, I feel like Drew was sliding down that pole way too fast. Yeah, and Drew's still good on the mic, and he's getting, he got over to the Drew's going to kill you, but do we need a match to do that? He could have just cut a promo, and it probably would have done the same thing, or just a beatdown. Like, the match is just kind of like, oh, so these guys are just losers. None of these guys they've brought in, you know, to hang out with, with anybody with gender. <laughs> with gender have been any good like it's like oh geez yeah and i think it makes gender look worse but i think that's what you want in your heel but still it doesn't make drew come off any better if he's beating up these two guys that no one knew and popped up on nxt maybe three times right but it's like not even that it's why is he even bothering it's obvious that he just wants to fight gender. So why are we even bothering with the guys that have like no record, no anything just to get at him? Like as an angle, it doesn't really make too much sense for him to even bother. Cause you know, you're both former world champions. You have all this history behind you. None of that's getting mentioned. It's just kind of, you took my sword, but you didn't take my sword. So I'm going to break your motorcycle. Cause you didn't take my sword. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm waiting for SummerSlam for the special guest referee to be Heath Slater. Still waiting for it. I think I, I'd be good. I, I think that's, I mean, if we've that's how you salvage anything, this angle. Yeah. Well, I mean, so far it's two for two on former three MB members who leave, go to another company and then come back. Even though I don't think Ginger went to another company per se. Well, he didn't go to a bigger one that had television deals. Uh, he just went and did a whole bunch of, uh, not roids, but he definitely got in better shape, you know? <laughs> Um, and we're gonna go. We're gonna go even to another worse match. We have Eva Marie and Dewdrop versus the tag champs of Natty and uh, Tamina. Now this is bad for two reasons: one, Eva Marie, and two, it, it appears Natty got really hurt. Um, yeah. I guess when Dewdrop was uh, went for, I don't know what move exactly it happened, but it caused Natty to go over her. And it, they said that her uh, ankle, like, kept under Dewdrop for a while. Also, I feel terrible for any woman to be named Dewdrop, especially when you know damn well Vince is laughing because it's a heavy girl being called Dewdrop. Yeah. <laughs> At least she's getting on TV, you know, and she's showing that she's a really good wrestler. And she's, oh, she's also fantastic. Amazing. So, you know, so I, I can't, you know, fault it for that. The Lily stuff has been fun having that show up on the Titan Drown. So. Oh, the Lily Lucian, I'm waiting for it. That is that's that that was that was fantastic. Right, and that the rest of the match could be as bad as you want. Uh, nobody's going to remember the match. They're going to remember Lily Lucian. So, <laughs> and yeah, Chelsea Green uh, even took time to tweet out that she would love to be Lily. I'm like, well, that's great, but you know, you're already. You know, you're obviously with TNA or maybe she's not. And it was just a one-off, but like, I don't want Lily to ever have a match. I want Lily to live on the Titan. Unless she's having a match as the doll. I'd be down for that. If as the little (laughs) doll, she has a match and wins. Then I'm down. Oh man. I bet you, I, I think you might be onto something. What if we have Lily versus Eva in a cinematic match? Cause that's the only way. Lily and Eva, either of them can wrestle, is through a lot of cut and paste. Yes, yes. 
we just go with that segment that everybody hates that I love on Raw, and you just turn that up to eleven where she's shaking the entire world around Eva, and we just do that. Like that'd be yeah, I'm I'd I'd be fine with it. Like I think Lily was a real strange thing. I'll be honest. I thought they were trying to make Lily kind of go away and make Nikki cross Lily. I honestly thought that's where they were originally going. Um, but no, I'm 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 here for the Lily Lucian. I just think that was a fun thing. Uh, Bliss apparently still isn't medically cleared, so that's why this happened. I hope I hope that comes around. Um, another really sad note for me, at least. Um, we got Karrion Cross to beat the hell out of Keith Lee. I'm gonna say it again. Keith Lee deserves so much better than this. Don't get me wrong. Karrion Cross, great talent. Um, he got killed last week. So him beating Keith Lee, like as soon as I saw they were booked against each other, I was like, honestly, who are they going to have lose now? You know, it's, so either way, I feel that was a lose lose situation. Yeah, Lee needs something. He needs something that needs to build them up because I mean, Cross is coming up like there's no getting around that. He's going to be on main roster at some point real soon, whether it's, you know, after takeover, you know, um, with or without the belt, I mean, I'm probably going without, but, you know, um, Keith Lee is just kind of aimless. He's come back. He got a huge pop. People like Keith Lee, and they want to like Keith Lee, I think. As far as I've ever seen, everybody wants to like Keith Lee because he's great and he's cool. And for a big guy, he moves like nobody else can. And it's a shame that they're kind of squandering him right now. Like Keith Lee is one of the people I feel uh, they said Vince was upset that he didn't quote unquote work like a big man. And I could see his point, but at the same time, Keith Lee isn't working like a small one either. You know what I mean? Like he's one of those talents that can kind of play to both, you know, he could have a great match with Mysterio and turn around and have a great match with um, Dominic Dakovich, which were, those were barn burners in NXT. Um, and then in Evolve, I forget what um, Dijakovic's uh, name was in Evolve right now, but they had amazing matches. I mean, they were doing Spanish flies, like two men that size should not be doing that. So I, I really get frustrated with the fact that Keith Lee is that incredibly talented and yet nothing. No, and it's, it is what it is, but, you know, I, I always wish more for him, you know, it's not like he's wrestling like Dominic is where it's like <laughs> mismatch of size. It's more of a thing where I could believe a guy like his size could move like that. Yeah. I don't d- doubt that. I'd feel weird if he did wrestle like a big man. Cause it's like obvious that he'd be slowing himself down. And that's the thing. Like, and he can, he can play off the, I have power or cause when Keith Lee sells a move, you feel it, You're, man, that knocked that guy down. Like when Brock say what you will about Brock, Brock Lesnar can sell a move. And I think that's one of the most important pe- things they need to do. So while you have Kieran Cross, who, you know, even in his loss against Tardy, didn't sell anything. You know what I mean? Um, I think you need a Keith Lee who can sell things. But in that, that guy, that guy is a success, just needs to be planted in the right field. Yeah. Um, we had a kind of forgettable one of Mason T-Bar versus uh, Ali Mansoor. I don't know why it needed to be on there. I know they're doing a Mansoor Ali angle. I'm not sure where they go with it. This is uh, this is what I'm going to start referring to as a bathroom break match. Um, 
I like just, Mansoor. I, I think you I should. I, just, I, I don't know. Like, it's just, I don't know. I, I Maybe it just has a grown on me. It's just, I liked uh, Ali. Um, so yeah, I don't yeah, know where Mason T. Barney needs something else to do. Because the weird not being, you know, retribution anymore thing isn't really working for him. Just give them names. I don't know. If you don't have Slapjack, then why are we still doing Mason T-Bar? <laughs> I think they're the only twos that... The only twos. I think they're the only two that embraced it. Because Mia Yim is... Well, MIA right now. Um, and then Slapjack, he appeared in, I guess, a after match on um, SmackDown. Um, not too far back. Because, uh, yeah, he... He's supposed to be on SmackDown and so is Mia Yim. But yeah, I, <laughs> Mason T Bar, I don't know. Uh, the one guy was the announcer for a while and the other was Dominic Divakovich. And um, they're both talented. I just, yeah, it's just, I'm done yeah, with it. It just seems like a weird angle. I like Mansoor. I wish, you know, the world for him, but I don't, I don't see him and Lex Lugering and Sting with Ali very well, where the two no. of them aren't. I don't know. I, well, honestly, he's playing off the big time baby face thing. You know, I mean, people are cheering him on all that. Like, that's great. But then if you're going to do that and if it's going to start falling on deaf ears, I want them to do the angle thing where he still thinks it's happening. You know what I mean? I want him to still root for himself. And like, I think if you're going to go, you can't waver. You have to go pedal all the way down and just have him embrace it. Right. And he, he looks like the kind of guy who is like a really nice guy. So I feel for him, you know, he seems like a nice guy. Every promo is like, yeah, all right, let's go wrestle. Yeah. So, that's what I mean, and then cool you have somebody um, who's a, just, just a good guy, just a good guy. No, nothing else. He's just a nice guy who wants to wrestle and do it by the rules. <laughs> and I think Ali, um, Ali's criminally underrated. Uh, one of the better wrestlers. Um, but yeah, I think Retribution damn near killed all those careers. So Ali, he's getting, I don't know. I, I not don't, mentioned once, not mentioned once the Retribution thing when they're wrestling. It's like, no, okay. No. Even they want to forget about it. Yeah. You know, like, so. so we go from that to Lashley decides he's going to follow in Roman's footsteps. I didn't understand this. So now he's going to reject. Goldberg, just like Roman rejected Cena on SmackDown. So I was like, I, you know, like that kind of bothered me. I was like, all right, are we doing all the champions now? We're going to reject it. Are they going, well, this is working on SmackDown. Maybe we'll have Lashley say no to Goldberg, although I don't know why Goldberg's there. Um, so he does that. And then, and then a big plot twist, it becomes a, <laughs> a two on one match where he takes on Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander in what I would describe as. A what the hell? <laughs> he killed the shit out of them, and I love Lashley, so it was like he rocked that segment. He made it look good and legit. Like they made him, they didn't make the you know hurt business look weak. You know, it made it look like we're killing the hurt business, or they're never getting back together. You kill all of them. Lashley wins in a very solid way makes him look like a million bucks which is what they should have done with lashley from the beginning so but my my thing with the the roman thing is he even stacked cedric and shelton he stacked them on each other 
and pin them too. I was like, come on, that's literally on Roman's shirt. Just because it's working on one doesn't mean both champions, both champions do need to look strong. I agree with that, but not the same way. I mean, the formula is working, I suppose, but like we, we see what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can see that as being like a parallel thing, but I, I see it more as he's just dominating as opposed to when he, when Roman did it, it was in a three-man match. Lashley just killed an entire tag team by himself and they're gone. I mean, if they're not on TV ever again, I wouldn't blame them. Yeah, well, yeah, it won't surprise me when the next wave of cuts come and uh, Shelton and Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander be on them. Not that they deserve it, just um, no, it's Cedric Alexander should uh, hopefully they build him up and make him something, but not with that on this record, you know, like <laughs> he's lining him up, him, he's lining himself up to be an agent at this point. I think he's getting that back, you know. Um, so we also had um. Morrison beat Riddle, um, but AJ had almost came out and costed the uh, costed uh, Riddle the match, or costed. Yeah, oh, my English isn't great. <laughs> he cost Riddle the match. Are we getting to the point where it's going to be Riddle trying to take them on, and then Orton comes out, or where do you think where do you think this this ends up? Because I'm seeing RK Bro versus AJ and almost. At SummerSlam, possibly. It's making me want to see Randy Orton, which I didn't think was possible to make me want to see Randy Orton. But I want to see Randy Orton just to see how he reacts to it. Because so much of this is built on Riddle. So I want them to make the match and have Orton not show up until the match is announced for SummerSlam. So like, don't have him show up for anything. And then SummerSlam match happens. They set up the tag team for the titles. And then you do the match and either he shows up or he doesn't or he shows up at the end and some kind of turn happens there. Or... I think we're all waiting for Orton to turn. I would love it if Orton is genuinely there and Riddle turns. I think that would, that would get fed of... up with exactly waiting for Randy, like gets to be like halfway through the match. Orton shows up, they win the match and he's like, we're brothers now. And then we have Riddle turn. Yeah, I, yeah. I think we're all expecting Orton to do it because that's what Orton does. Um, but I don't know. I, either way, Riddle versus Morrison. I love Morrison in any match. Him and Ricochet had great matches. Riddle and him had a great match. Like Morrison, it's unfortunate that Miz is hurt because I'd like to see Miz and Morrison tagging again or at least getting Morrison some of these I don't know, title matches or, you know, something. The problem is right now is that every, you know, he's not set up in a spot where he can do it. I mean, Morrison is good enough to be able to wrestle that caliber, but, you know, is he going to wrestle Lashley? No. Is he going to wrestle against Sheamus? No. Maybe if Damian Priest wins the title, have him up against Damian as like one of his first opponents. I could get behind that. That'd be a cool match. I'd be down. But I think Morrison should get, a lot of credit for the fact that Johnny Drip Drip is now one of the best. There's a Monday Night Moist <laughs> shirt, and I really kind of want it. I know it's so good. You can get any of this stuff over. It's so good. Like, and and that's I, the thing. Like, it went cheesy with the Bad Bunny stuff. I mean, they went full cheesy, and now he's embracing it, and people are sort of going to town on it. 
yeah, it's fun. I mean, you can you blame them? It's a really good time to see, you know, him having a good time with Miz. They're having, you know, a whole lot of fun. And, you know, that kind of thing is infectious. You see it and you feel it and you're like, all right, I want to have fun with them. They're fun. And I hope Morrison heals, uh, or I'm uh, sorry, Miz. I hope Miz heals uh, fast. I think Raw needs him more than people realize. Um, yeah, whether you, you can like really feel not, it. Miz, yeah. Miz is definitely one of uh, one of the best superstars in the past 10, 15 years. Just so like yeah. for him, even in a wheelchair, he's making it work in the wheelchair with Morrison accidentally letting go and, you know, Miz having to hurry up and put the brakes on, on the wheelchair. Like he's working, he's working on the road after major surgery. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's, he's like so good. And the fact that like, he's still, you know, putting it out there and still being on TV is a testament to how much he loves doing this kind of stuff. Yeah. By all means, he's been in plenty of movies and stuff like that to the point where he has every reason to, if he was to be like, yeah, I'm going to be a part-timer. I've been like, yeah, dude, you put in your time, you know, but the fact that this injury is the first injury he's ever really had, he still shows up every day. Like I, I am, I'm a fan of Miz as a wrestler and all that, but I mean, dude's work ethic is insane. Yeah. I mean, he is, the stall he's like it's weird to say that he's like a fixture of wwe but he's been the guy he's been there and it's like and he's never you know been bad he's always been you know somebody that you can either i mean okay let's say the tag team stuff was a little weird but with him and <laughs> him yeah. and shane bothered me <laughs> him and shane bothered me a bit but but it made sense for them at the time and then when they broke up when he tried to be a good guy that was weird but eh, whatever yeah I, you can still be like, like no, no, no I, I, I'm agreeing. I, I don't want Miz as a face ever. No, and this run doesn't look like they're going to do that. Just keep him as, you know, comedy heel, and he'll he'll do good. I mean, he's very good at doing either comedy or serious heel. Like, he's very good at it. Like, I like Miz as the serious heel because he's a great chicken shit heel. The heel that's going to run away from the fight. The heel that's going to let someone else. To, like, he's perfect at that. And, um, yeah, it's obviously raw is in need of some star power. And unfortunately, Miz is tied down. Um, yeah. A nice surprise was Reginald and R-Truth going for the 24-7 belt. Not sure why I loved watching Reginald do this, but I would watch this again. <laughs> yeah, like, what the hell? How the hell did he get in the ring like that? I kind of want to see another angle to know how the hell he did that. Because that, oh, that, that was the old Cara. That was the old Sincara. Like, the Sincara uh, platform where, like... But still, I'm like, I wasn't expecting it. And I go, he just flew in there. Like, everything he was doing was so much, like, again, fun. It's just like, it's a good time. The 24-7 belt hasn't been that for a bit, where it's just kind of been bouncing back and forth. Like, R-Truth is... No, 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 go ahead, yeah. R-Truth has been good, but he can't carry an entire division by himself. Like, Tazawa's not a character in this, you know? (laughs) I also love the fact that R-Truth wrestled with the microphone on him. (laughs) <laughs> I think that was hilarious. And honestly, that could be a thing. Like if he, every time truth wrestles, he, cause I mean, he's funny in anything he does. Like truth is when truth is serious, it's okay. But man, when he's goofy, there's no one better. Like that's a comedy wrestling act that should always be there. Yeah. He's, I feel like you could do a lot more with the 27 
24-7 championship in general, they could do a lot more with it and actually have characters going for it as opposed to how it is now. But if- I don't, yeah, I don't like the Benny Hill or Scooby-Doo, everyone's chasing one guy thing. I don't, I don't dig that. I wish it was more like out at a restaurant at the shopping, like Crash Holly Hardcore. That's what I want this to be more like. And you don't even have to have it that, you know, serious. Just schedule a match with it occasionally where it's actually on TV and it's not just randomly happening in other matches. Like do so what they did with Reginald where they scheduled the match, they had a match for it, and then all the stuff happened afterwards. Like it's not, it doesn't seem like it's that hard to like do something with it that's not entirely silly, you know? Yeah, you wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I love that way too much. I've rewound it and watched it. Two yeah, times flipping like, out of the way for it. It's like great. It's just <laughs> the fact that I don't know if because if I remember correctly, Reginald was on NXT as one of Timothy Thatcher's students. And so in that he is a trained, like you know, he's trained for wrestling. If this is the case, and this is how like Reginald had to put in his time by being with Nijax and Shayna Baszler, if that was him putting in like showing he could do it with Carmella and stuff. I'm all for it because honestly, if we get Reginald the wrestler doing this stuff, I'm co- like, he's fighting by not fighting. This is why people love Jackie Chan movies is like all the flips, all the kicks. He's using props like his shirts, his coat and stuff. Like I, I think it was fantastic. And honestly, like it's one of the few reasons uh, Raw went up a little bit in my book, because right after that, you got Charlotte beating Nikki like with no problem and then charlotte telling uh nikki exactly how terrible she is and and then nikki saying i'll see you next week why why do i need that two weeks in a row yeah i don't i don't get it i don't i don't really it doesn't your champion now looks like a kind of a dweeb and there's a lot of that where it's oh great fine i guess but she's supposed to be building up her repertoire and building up being, you know, the champion and to have this be kind of your opening hurrah for it. It's kind of sad. And yeah, it doesn't I, really bode well. And I, I mean, have again, Nikki, Nikki cut a promo at the end of raw crying. And I love Nikki. I love Nikki ASH. I love Nikki cross with Santa. Like I like Nikki cross. Don't let her use the mic twice in a in, in a night. <laughs> I just think that was a bad idea because she believes it. But man, it's really tough. It is really tough. Yeah, I, I just want her to be succeed. You know, I just want her to do okay. But this isn't the way to go about it. To just beat her down and hope that we are behind her. I guess maybe that's a way to build her up. But it's not like a. Well, here's know. the thing. Um, some people need uh, a mouthpiece to get over. Nikki doesn't. Would a mouthpiece enhance her, though? But at the same time, there's no mouthpiece. Anything shy of Molly Holly or Hurricane or both coming out and being her mouthpiece and hyping her up, anything short of that is going to hurt just because the gimmick's great. It's over, but I don't know. I think they rushed her getting the belt. I, I'm here for it. I love Nikki Cross. I just, mm. yeah. I think if they let her hold on to the you know briefcase for just a little bit, 
maybe let the you know Charlotte and Rhea thing cool down a little or get to like a logical conclusion and then have it go on from there but having her thrown in the middle of it feels really weird it feels it feels like it's a disservice to Nikki it is like she's she's a lot better and, and again I this angle this gimmick was her idea she's really behind it it seems like the writing staff is really behind it I just don't know I don't know I hope I hope something bigger comes with it, as I say quite a bit, a little too often, honestly. But just, I, you don't see a lot of storylines end well, or this one just feels like, oh, we got Nikki doing this. It got over. Here's the belt. And then where do we go? And if Charlotte beats Nikki, I think, I think that's a huge mistake. People will just turn on Charlotte worse, which is good heat to have. But you're then. But Charlotte doesn't need me. any more heat. You know, no. she's. She's already like one of the most, you know, over people you got in terms of heel heat. She doesn't need anything else, you know. And and the problem is with with Charlotte is there's nothing needed for Charlotte Flair. She makes her own everything. Right. She's built. She's at a perfect place in her career to be, you know, she's and right now she's the top woman in your entire company. And rightfully so. She's but she needs somebody you need to give time to something to build it up. So you have somebody to actually face her because you got somebody who's, you know, way up at top. And then you've got nobody else who's like able to really match the kind of thing. Like anybody who faces her and beats her, it still doesn't feel like they're on the same level. It, it's since it's Becky a, left. Yeah. And that's, I think we're going to have, uh, I think Becky could come back, but, Honestly, if they want to keep having the uh, married couples together, Seth and Becky are married. Becky goes to SmackDown unless they can get unless they can get Seth to Raw. And that would be a really weird storyline poll to try to do that, to try and have her go over there. I don't know, because yeah. like the last time she had anything was the Raw women's belt. So it would be weird, weird to be like, oh, remember that other belt I lost? Maybe I'll go for that now. Yeah, and plus, like, it wouldn't make sense. Uh, Bianca's been great. Right. So, overall, I gave I gave Raw a C, almost a C-. minus. I really, really didn't enjoy it at all. Like, there were, don't get me wrong, there were, there were high spots, but there were a lot. A lot more divots and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, I, yeah, it would be solid. It's a C show. It's not the worst Raw I've ever seen, but I it didn't do anything where I'd be like – it's great. Doesn't do anything where it's like awful. <laughs> so then we got NXT. Um, Pete and Oni Larkin beating Champa and Thatcher. I I will watch. I will watch Tommaso Champa and Thatcher wrestle. How many times you want? You know, like I I will watch them wrestle live. Um, my big thing was Ridge Holland came back, who was supposed to be like. Instead of Pat McAfee as the leader of that group for the weird reason, it's supposed to be Ridge Holland. Um, I like the fact that he's back. I think this is um, this could be a big uh, big shift for NXT to have a big heel faction since Undisputed Era is done. Since the only other group in there is um, the Hit Row or whatever. Um, yeah. Oh, and Diamond Mine, but. Uh, <laughs> I like I like rhetoric strong. I just I don't understand it at all. Yeah, I don't know. 
the tag teams are so freaking good in NXT where it's like each of them on their own has their own story built up with it. It's not like with Viking Raiders where it's like if I, I couldn't see Viking Raiders being apart as a team. Like if you split the Viking Raiders, I don't see both of them having a singles career, but you split Thatcher and Champa, they both have a career. You know, Don can split and then he'd still have a career. It's really nice. I would want to see these guys wrestle still one-on-one. This tag team made me want more, which is always a good thing with a tag team. And um, a thing that I didn't see, I didn't see coming like this was Joe resigning and challenging Cross. I thought it was going to be the, you provoked me, now I'm coming after you. I love the fact that Joe made this whole thing. He respected Regal the whole time because that was supposed to be his thing. He was going to be the person brought respect. So I liked it. I'm excited uh, to see Samoa Joe wrestle for the black and gold brand again. Um, I hope, I hope they have a, I hope they put on a clinic. I really do. I think Joe is the most realistic person to beat cross since apparently Hardy can't go to NXT. Um, but I think Samoa Joe, I think that's going to be a great match. I think so too. I mean, Joe is so good. Like, you know, him not wrestling for a while, that's never hurt him before. He's always been able to come in and just, you know, put on something where you're engaged and you're into it because he's that good. And if he can make Cross look good before, you know, having him go up, then even better, you know. And if he beats, if Cross beats him, which would be the shock to everybody. It would make him look like a million bucks. That's that's my thing. I wonder if Cross doesn't just beat him and then just toss the championship aside and say, I'm going to wrong. You know what I mean? Like, I would Maybe, like that. Would be, it'd be a good thing to do to be like, yeah, fine. Have it. I'm going to wrong. Bye. Yeah. Like, I think I've done everything I could do. It yeah. makes Cross look strong. It doesn't make Joe look weak if Joe loses because everyone's lost to Cross except for Jeff Hardy. Um, I think it would be kind of cool. Then you have a tournament set up for, like, I like that. Will they do that? Probably not. I mean, Joe will probably win. Um, I don't know. I, I, but any, I'm, I get way too excited for NXT to come on my TV. I do. I, I love anything NXT puts out. Um, so then we had the, um, the breakout, uh, tournament. You had Hayes versus Briggs. I watched it. This is the best one so far. Um, and I, I love this tournament. I loved it last year when we had Bronson Reed. Uh, Swerve was in it. Like So I like this as a nice um, showcase for us to right. get to see these guys. And then, okay, now we're in, you know? Yeah, like build them up and make them something. And then you, you got something to work with for a while. Where it's exactly. Like, and no it, vignettes. And tournaments needed. always build you like a thing where you have storylines that come out of it. So it's a good foundation thing for stories coming out. Um. Yeah. I. I'll. This was the best one so far. I mean, granted, I think there was only one so far, but this was this was solid enough. Where going in knowing nothing about these wrestlers, except for you know the little video package or whatever, and then you get that. I. I was. In, I enjoy it. I. Again, tournaments. I'm in <laughs> NXT did it yeah, New Japan. I love new Japan's tournaments. Like I just like a good tournament, you know, the cruiserweight tournament, like we need more of those. Right. And I wish we had more tournaments, but it seems like, <laughs> seems like we just keep getting bouts, you know, <laughs> Yeah, bouts or 
the random things with no structure. It's just, all right. So then we had um, Dakota Kai turning on Gonzalez. Uh, you said it best uh, as soon as Gonzalez was called, uh, what was it? Big Mama Cool? Big Mommy Cool. It was like, yep, it's happening right now. They're, it's Sean and Diesel. We're doing it right now. I mean, I didn't catch that, but when you, when you mentioned it, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. That, that, I mean, I saw that. I always, the whole time they were together, I was waiting for the breakup. Like, right. people don't just team up anymore. No, it's unless it's the new day. That doesn't happen. Yeah. I... My thing is this, Dakota Kai is a good wrestler. Um, Gonzalez is a good wrestler. I don't know if I can watch Dakota Kai versus Gonzalez. Um, will they put on a good match? Probably. I just, I'm not invested yet. They have until the 22nd, I believe. The August 22nd is uh, yeah, take next uh, takeover. So I'm hoping it's good. Um, yeah, both are great up some promos. Get some stuff going where, like, explain it. Give me a reason to, like, fully do it and say more so than just, I want the championship. I want more to it than that. Because if it's just that, then it's kind of, okay. I think think we're going to get a lot of Dakota saying, um, everyone just focused on you. And when we have the tags, I think that's going to be the whole jealousy angle because it's the same as Sean and Marty. (laughs) Only Dakota's the Marty in this situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, but, she's a good wrestler. She is. Uh, her and Tegan Knox were great. Um, but with Tegan going up to God, would she go on SmackDown? I forget where she is now. I think she's on SmackDown. That's um, right. Her and Shauncey. Yeah, um, yeah, no, I, I, again, I'll watch it. I just, I don't know this match that they have, that's the only one I really need to be really warmed up to right now. I mean, it just because of the comparison with Sean and Diesel. I think that <laughs> that's a lot of fun. I just, and if they just literally just do a match, that's like literally just doing Sean and Diesel, even then it'd be kind of fun. So if next uh, Wednesday, Raquel Gonzalez comes out and she's got a black glove on one hand. Oh just yeah. Constantly yeah, no. twisting her. Yeah. yeah we're just, just, <laughs> Roman Reigns in it, just, yeah. Or a big truck horn that plays as she comes in. Oh yeah, I'm in. Just. But NXT is so notorious for the entrance attire being an homage to something. I could see that honestly being the walkout thing. Of you know, Dakota could have some HBK stuff. Um, Raquel Gonzalez could be wearing. You know, well, she already wears all black anyways. Even her first takeover, they said she did. Um, it in tribute to China. Um, actually, it'd the be little funnier. vests, you know. Yeah, it's, well, I think it'd be funny if Dakota Kai came out in the diesel stuff and Gonzalez yeah. came out in the HBK stuff. That'd, oh, be, that'd be even better. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, even this, I'm not, you know, this match, I was, or this match, it's going to have to grow on me, but I'm still going to watch it. You know what I mean? Well, to be fair, I'm going to watch all of this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm definitely down to watch all this stuff. Um, so we had the another we had a good female tag match on um NXT. It was Carter and Cancero versus uh Frankie Monet and Carmina. Um I I don't know why people like Frankie Monet. She's good. I don't I no, I'll be honest, I don't like her at all. I, I don't know. 
it's not even her character. Her character's fine. It's just in the ring, I can't get I I just I appreciate the work rate. I just to me it's it's very vanilla ice cream in there. Yeah, I, I can see that. I mean, she's she can talk, she can do this thing. Once she gets in there, it all feels really weird. Just kind of all right. Even the match kind of felt like that. When she's in it, it's like you're solid. You've got good fundamentals, but for wrestling, as long as you have, you should have a lot more than fundamentals. Like, yeah. And I mean, this match was great. Um, Carter and Catanrio. Uh, Sorry, I can't pronounce the last names, but you know who. No, they're they're freaking nuts. I wrote it down. I mean, even uh, I've liked them. I even like their TikTok videos because they actually have some chemistry. They're funny. They have this thing. So I could see them doing good as a tag team, you know, the female tag champs. But I cannot see them going to Raw or SmackDown. Maybe they do. I could see them being up there. But the problem is, is they're going to get the Liv Morgan treatment, even though both can work considerably better than Liv Morgan, uh, in my personal opinion. Um, Because Liv is good. But, I mean, I think these girls do great. Um, Been a fan for a while. I just don't know where they go from here. They have to have some major adjustments. Yeah. Um, So after that, we had... Imperium defeat hit row. This match is everything you want tag wrestling to be <laughs> like, yeah. at least on NXT. This was a great tag match. Yeah. Yeah. Imperium still needs some time for me. It feels like right now it's just, uh, we're doing FTR again a little bit where it's just kind of, yeah, we're doing solid just wrestlers, like very much that, like we're just old school wrestlers. So we don't want to do any of this other kind of stuff, but I, it doesn't have enough difference for me to be able to say that it's that different, but I like wrestling. So <laughs> they're good. I, they, when, um, when Imperium started on uh, NXT UK, I was watching them like, all right, you know, and then, um, yeah, they sort of drifted off on their own. Wolf now is let go from the company and we're just waiting for Walter's rematch. Oh, that's going to happen on uh, NXT takeover as well, which oh, that whole card's going to be stacked. But now I, I like good tag team match. Like I think Hit Row. I think this, even though I did not believe in it in the beginning, I think Swerve has gotten to the point now where I think he's just going to keep elevating more and more. I think his, uh, so anyone with him, pretty much they're putting a, they're just going to put anyone near him and uh, see how far up they can go. I I think the, I think Hit Row can actually be a big. Uh, uh, not a huge deal, but I think Swerve has elevated. Swerve has, yeah, gotten them to a point where it's they're they're a group, and you can talk about them without feeling like like they have a point. At least they have a point. I can say that that they have a point, they have a purpose, and they're doing pretty good at that purpose. And I, is the girl a wrestler? <laughs> if she is, she That's, hasn't wrestled. <laughs> no, I haven't seen it. If she is a wrestler, I have not found a trace of it, but. You know, I feel hope bad I'd like to see her wrestle. We're only three episodes into this podcast. There's no way anyone, you know, <laughs> I can be like, I don't think she's a wrestler. Now, if we were back and we had a bunch of viewers, then I'd be like, I'm sorry, I don't know if she is. I honestly don't know if she is. And if she is, why isn't she wrestling? Like, 
yeah, I mean, it's an entrance enough to be able to wrestle. And they've, it's not that they don't have, they haven't had enough time as a group to be able to say, oh, yeah, she's a wrestler. Here's where she's wrestling. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. Right now, though, if they keep Hit Row going, which they will, um, I'm along for a ride. I think Swerve is really good. Um, I'm going to be interested to see now that he's got the North American. I wonder, I don't know, there's a lot of matchups within that roster that I'd be really, uh, I'd be really big into. I'm just waiting to see who their first person for Swerve to take on would be. Yeah, where it parses out, where it all kind of lands. Exactly. Because that's going to be, that's going to be fun. He's still pretty new, um, not in wrestling, but this character's new, this faction new, like he's still, you know, the championship run is kind of new. I'm excited to see where it goes, but. At the same time, like, I don't want them to rush it. Like, this is a small unfolding. Right. Just let it simmer. Let it go for a bit. Let us get used to these characters and have them be characters, which is where they're going with it so far. And they're actually, you know, they're a group. They're having fun. And, yeah. And then, um, I mean, we got we got Adam Cole versus Bronson Reed, and that was just phenomenal. I'm, I'm stealing your word here. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I, I yeah. mean, it's a solid match. I mean, it's Adam Cole being Adam Cole, Bronson Reed showing that he's capable of bigger things, whether he goes to SmackDown or Raw next. Um, I'm terrified of what Vince and Creative is going to do to him up there. But if this is his uh, goodbye match, I think Bronson Reed has looked great this whole time. If this is his goodbye match, he did it as good as possible. I'm just hoping them they don't make him like the next – He's a single man, the natural disasters tag team, because he does a tsunami. Like, don't do that. Don't make him tugboat or you know, earthquake. <laughs> you know, the thing with Bronson Reed is like he has the whole thick boy and stuff like that. Like, keep that going. Like, honestly, right. keep that going. Like, he even he was talking in a promo about seeing bigger guys wrestle. Like, you know what? In this day and age, if you want to have more positive body. You know, Put him out there and have him talk. You're going to have people behind him the whole time. Right. He's. It's cool to see, as I was talking about before, almost being a good guy, not going to work. Bronson Reed could be a big guy, good guy that I could see getting behind because it's like, yeah. And honestly, a match between him and Big E could be fantastic because they're both extremely athletic and big guys. You know what I mean? And I don't oh, mean yeah. that. I mean, dude, they're both solid. Like It'd be a big hoss match. We get big old hoss boys going at it, throwing exactly. like know. it's two tree trunks going at, and and I would watch the hell out of it because both of them are workhorse. But I think Bronson Reed's another person that has almost slipped through the cracks of NXT. And unless you're like a hardcore watcher or something, like his his title run wasn't that long. Uh, I mean, he was just in the breakout tournament with Swerve. So I mean, his NXT tenure hasn't been that long, but it's been memorable enough because i think like i said i think reed going up is going to be a big deal i'm sorry i think it should be a big deal um no but and adam cole winning proves to me that well that nxt will not let adam cole look bad adam cole can't have a bad match to say adam cole and pat mcafee had a barn burn you know like i don't know the only problem is is one of these people are going up to the main roster and the other one's not. 
and I feel Adam's ready for it and deserves it. But I'm also, again, what I'm terrified with Bronson Reed of what's going to happen once they go to Raw or SmackDown. Like I said, I hope they don't book him bad. But the other thing to talk about is the Kyle O'Reilly beatdown afterwards. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, you watch it and you see it and you look at Cole after getting beat up and it's like, oh, geez, he looks really sympathetic. That's really bad. But he looks so sympathetic that I'm like, shit, man. <laughs> like, he's just got such a nice face. Whereas, like, Adam Cole's getting beat the, the tar beat out of him. And he's just, oh, no, he looks like a good guy at the end of this. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Wouldn't that be the greatest turn we needed was a, a, a bad guy? Kyle. I'll be honest. I hate good guy, Kyle O'Reilly. I hate face O'Reilly. Um, it, he was wearing the chain jackets to do this. And I was like, well, are they going Cassidy here? Or that? what are they doing? Hopefully they were just feeling it out and they're going to try to do a double turn at takeover. Cause you know, that's where this is going to go. And right. again, O'Reilly and Cole have already wrestled and have, put on a great match um i it'd be a great double turn though i mean i'd be down to see it because the way that his face looked it made him very sympathetic so i don't know if it was supposed to be but he did look like it and next week we get bobby fisher's roderick strong which is a match i was like well i didn't really need this but i'll watch it you know like and it's a shame because six months ago even like undisputed era was on the top of everything. And now Bobby fish is back to being Bobby fish, which is a very capable wrestler and and a good technician, but just, I don't know. I feel like they needed that group. And I I think they broke it up and that's one that maybe should have just stood there. Yeah. So all in all, I gave, I gave, uh, I gave NXT a solid B, um, I know it's not as high as what I had SmackDown, but there were the couple things that just made me kind of dwindle down. Um, but no, I all in all, NXT was probably one of the best shows. Yeah, I think so too. I think probably I agree with your B because uh, I can't think of anything that would make me mad. And but nothing, you know, a couple of good angles, but nothing where you go, you know, no match where I go. Oh yeah, I'm gonna remember it. You know, it's like. I'll remember things that happen in the matches and I'll remember the turn, but you know, other than that, it's probably going to just fall out. (laughs) Yeah. I I think the most memorable thing out of that whole thing, like you said, the turn, yeah. Um, Joe resigning and challenging, I thought was cool, but again, like not something we didn't see coming. Like the two big events we knew were going to happen, you know? Um, All right. So then last night we had, we had AEW and AEW kicked me right in the face. As soon as it started with elite versus dark order, um, the match was an absolute barn burner. It was fantastic. The cowboy promo featuring hangman and dark order previous to the match. That was fantastic. The dark order or um, the elite coming out in the tune squad. Like, honestly, this was the best way to start. This is the best way a, a wrestling show has started in a long time. Yeah. Having them come out with a cool, you know, cowboy shit going on with a uh, rooting, you know, they're all re- getting out there, rooting and going, rooting, tooting and shooting. 
No, oh, yeah. But I, I do think he does need a hat. Even. Yeah, I do think Paige does need a hat, though. They say he doesn't need a hat, but I think I think he does. I think a hat <laughs> would make him. We just bring it all together and cover up the <laughs> fact that he's kind of balding. Oh, out of all of them, I think Evil Uno should probably be the one with the hat. Um, it's funny because be great if you came with that. Evil Uno or Johnny Silver, just because I think Johnny Silver could make anything work. Wait, if he did the little Jimmy Crack Corn hat, no, I, Kurt Angle, he said, I'd be down. Oh no, I absolutely loved this match. Um, not one person looked bad in it. Um, Evil Uno is. Evil Uno. So, like, seeing him get thrown around. Even, yeah, even him looking okay. He did a power bomb, and I went, "Wow, this is not like it was in picture in picture." But like, you could see him doing it, and you go, "Holy shit! Did he just do that without any kind of thing looking bad?" I'm like very impressed with Evil Uno with those. My, I wish they put in ten instead of. But I mean, I yeah, guess if they put in ten, like he, it would have been a super group. But Evil Uno being a in the forefront of this is really interesting. Um, I think Hangman's white, white hot right now. And I, I have nothing bad to say about that match. Like, I'm mad that it, you know what? All right. Who, what do you got? Other than them missing the slam dunk. The alley okay, there it is. <laughs> them missing the alley-oop may have been one of the greatest little things where they just, like you set it up and it's like, two feet tall like how do you miss from like that far miss your alley-oop like it was a perfect spot and they just and they then afterwards just dunking it in it's like i just leave it the spot's dead the spot's dead don't even bother with it yeah i thought everything else was amazing though yeah i kenny looked like a monstrous match i don't know what was different um but kenny looks huge like literally, he, like it, he looked built. I don't know if something has changed, if they've moved something, but um, he looked solid. Um, the oh, I'm sorry, there is one downside. Having to see Don Kels's legs that much, I, I I wasn't a fan of seeing his legs. I I don't like Don Kels at all uh, on commentary or otherwise. Um, I'm sure he's a great wrestling mind, and he's a good shit manager. You know what I mean? He's the manager you want to hate. Um, I don't know. Just I, I'm not a fan of him. Um, and when, when he came out in loose shorts, I was just like, oh, like, you know, that's just. But maybe that was to get the banter with Shivani, where Shivani's like, oh, you know, cover your legs. And Kelsey's like, you haven't seen your front of your legs for years. And Tony Shivani had no comeback to it. Like, all right. Well, I mean, I get it. <laughs> but I uh, I thought it was. Uh, but no, that opening match was. Just I feel like looking at my dad, looking like with him coming out, just looking exactly like my dad when he wears shorts. Like, ah, I don't like that. Yeah, shorts are supposed to go past the quad, just past the quad. You know, yeah. his, yeah, those definitely seemed like, uh, yeah, yeah, it was a, yeah, that one was, that was the only rough part of it. Um, we had the, we had the FT, um, FTW celebration. I thought it was good. Um, I mean, it was what we all, that was going to happen. Like we knew Starks was coming out. We knew cage was going to come out. We knew Starks would run away. Um, I just like them giving Starks that mic a little more because he's good. Cause on he's, it. yeah, he's really good on it. And it's worth it. This segment is worth it just for the Taz reaction shots where he's just, yeah. And Oh no. Just all those <laughs> reaction shots where he's, where you don't hear him saying anything, just him just looking at stuff. It's like, great. I honestly like, no, this was fantastic. I think uh, Starks 
Um, I, again, this I had nothing bad on this. I thought Starks looked like a star. He has been for a bit now. Um, he's amazing on the mic. Cage was terrible on the mic. Um, I don't. I know obviously this is gonna this feud's gonna last a little longer, but after this feud ends, I don't know where Cage goes. Um, it, maybe his Forbidden Door brings him back to Impact. Maybe he goes over to Ring of Honor. Like just, oh, but you think he's done? done? I think I hate to say he's done because like he's a he's a good talent, but people who want him to sign with WWE like. Brian Cage is huge, but he's not tall. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. If you're going to be that big, they want someone tall. Like, watch, I'm going to say this, and, and Cage is going to be tall as hell. But now, now I have to look. But he doesn't look that tall. And um, I was like, oh, this is a problem. Um, he is. He's so like solid. Like is. As for a guy, his like physical size to be able to do some of the moves he's doing, like I'm surprised he doesn't tear more stuff and he's like safe enough in the ring where you can see him having a decent enough match with a lot of people. Where it's like I could see him still doing some stuff, but I, I don't see him with anything in AEW is the only problem. It's like, all right, so Brian Cage is six foot, so I, I'm six foot, but if you're that big, you have to, if you're that. I'm sorry. If you're that size, you need to be taller than six foot for like six foot. If you were to put Brian cage in the ring in WWE and be like, all right, he's going to look big. Just remember AJ styles and him are the same height. Yeah. You know I mean, mm-hmm. um, it's jungle boys, five ten, Kenny's six foot Lance Archer, six, eight, Ricky Starks, Ricky Starks and Brian cage are the same height. And you don't, you know what I mean? So, um, I mean, the scrying in his place for Starks, but I mean, you'd want, I don't know, you'd want Brian Cage to be like 6'3-ish at least to have that build. Not that three inches matter, but you know. Um, after that, we had the Tanahashi promo, which, um, again, I mean, that's hey, who you want. Holy shit. I'm like, sad he's not coming towards AEW and it's going more New Japan, but I'm still down to see Tanahashi he's great and like having it with that title is pretty damn good he's been New Japan's baby for so long that like okay this is a natural progression you know like this is I'm excited for it um I've been saying excited a lot Tanahashi's like like a good wrestler and like as such a big name that even people who are like who like like people at AEW aren't necessarily the people who are like I'm New Japan and Central. Like I think anybody's heard of Tanahashi. Like he's that big of a star. He's like the, one of the biggest stars in New Japan. To have him on AEW is a big deal. Yeah, and and that's I think that's the whole reason why this quote unquote forbidden door is part of it is that would never happen. You know what I mean? I mean right. hell, um, Ibushi was on NXT. You know, like uh, Rainmaker was in TNA. Like all this has happened, but it never happened at the right time. This in Tanahashi being AEW, he's talking about the belt. Like I liked it. I think that could be good. Actually, there's no. I think I know it's going to be good. Uh, I'm just, yeah. This that's what Tony Khan's doing right right now is letting this happen. Then um, a match I was I spent a week salivating for FTR beating Santina uh, eh, 
and Santana and Ortiz. I thought this match delivered. Um, I think, uh, no, I mean, honestly, just like I said with Dunn and Lorca, like this is, this is tag team wrestling, what you're supposed to do. Yeah. I hope everybody's okay because it seemed like Cash got hurt. Yeah, he sliced his arm. um, What was it? In the metal between the turnbuckles. They said uh, they said he's good and he shouldn't miss any time. But yeah, it was was a rough cut because it it seemed like really weird that he was just kind of like gone for like the last half of it. And I felt like the audience wasn't as into it as I was because I'm watching this match. This is incredible, and the audience just kind of dead. It's just kind of like you guys not watching the same match I'm watching, where it's like I'm like into it everything that's going on it's so smooth so like well put together and like these guys are you know it gets to a point where it starts that starts to fall apart when the audience isn't like there which still feels weird because it feels like they should have been yeah and it, and that's the thing like it was a phenomenal match they need to the crowd definitely needs to be part of it um so a part that the crowd jumped on was darby allen's little promo about uh chicago um the obvious tease for punk um i mean yeah uh, punk named darby allen as one of the people he'd want to wrestle with if he ever came back this makes a lot of sense but the fact that there's going to be three shows in chicago um you have rampage you have all out or all in and then um isn't there another one right there like there are three tickets that are up for sale in chicago right now uh, I should say they all yeah. they all go on sale tomorrow. Um, I'll see how far they how long it takes for them to sell out the United Center. Um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, yeah, I just I think going to United Center. Yes, it's got more people, but that's just we'll see. Hopefully, it's hopefully, not it quality. Works. Yeah, no, it's it's there's a reason. Like the only wrestling companies that went there were WCW. And even then, not you're telling exactly. me not much. When you go to, when you go to Chicago, you go to the Allstate Arena, which is the Rosemont Horizon. Like we had manias there. Um, I thought that they were getting their start at Sears Center. Um, they sold it out in 15 minutes. I thought once you do that twice, I mean they did it twice, the same thing. Why not keep going there? Make it your home. You know what I mean? Make it. This is our landmark. This is where we started. But I understand Madison Square Garden, you know, exactly. But they're going to they're going to go to uh, United Center, um, which is good. It's more tickets. It's just. I mean, I went to a Hawks game there and stuff. It's it's good. Just the acoustics aren't what you'd want for a wrestling event. But then again, um, we had. Archer defend his uh, New Japan uh, um, U.S. title. It was good. It was it was exactly what a Lance Archer match is. Right. And it was cool to see King Haku and King Haku getting involved. So, <laughs> well, that's so with that being teased, how long until we get more of the Bullet Club to come? You know, I mean, I mean, Jay White already showed up on Impact. I, I don't know. I mean, the um, I mean, Tomatonga's got to be coming, right? <laughs> like, you think that that would be that's who's coming out? They're bad boy foul. Like, one of them has to be coming soon, right? And if you're gonna do it, you gotta go big or don't do it. You know, it's it's weird to just kind of have 
teases the, of doing it. And if you're going to do it, you've got to wait until, you know, wait until we can, you know, remove ourselves from the title picture and have all that stuff done so we can actually have Kenny focusing on it because it would be a big angle for Kenny. Yeah. Like, you you got to wait. You got to uh, hold your horses, as it were. <laughs> um, We had another... Um... We got a um, the same thing we get in every AEW episode was is the random shoving of Cody Rhodes down your throat. Um, I I want this match to happen. I love Malachi Black, uh, Alistair Black, Tommy End. Um, I I love the character they're doing. I like that they're letting him be free. It's just, do we need him to dress all in black while Cody is dressed in all white? And do we need any more sim like symbolism than that? Like, I just this is the second time where he's wearing all black and Cody's wearing all white, except for the little black stripe. Which I I don't care about this match. Honestly, it sounds bad. I don't. I love Malachi Black. Um, anyone else? Him? Cody Rhodes is a good promoter he's good on the mic he's decent in the ring i think i don't think he's this fantastic wrestler he's good yes um and every wrestler is capable of having just amazing matches i mean cody had him with uh nick aldis he had a good match with dustin with the blood brothers match that was great but i think cody is Without wanting to be, I think Cody Rhodes is becoming the Triple H of AEW, and this is going to prove it with the first, this talent, this first match is going to go through Cody. And I think that's going to be a little bit of a rough patch. I, I hope it'll be good. I think Cody has like done a little bit too much of that kind of nepotism kind of stuff where it's just very much... Oh, what's QT Marshall up to right now? Exactly. Oh, a, God. Lot of, a lot of that, bringing that into it. I, I think we need to cool down with doing that kind of stuff. I think Cody needs to kind of bring himself because it feels like Cody's on a different show. Like every time it feels like we got AEW going on. Now let's go check in with the Cody show on the other side of it. It just doesn't feel like we're in the same world with Cody. It doesn't feel like he's. And putting him like showing the gorilla position, which what did they call it? The Van Gogh? Because they, that bothers me too. Like, I don't know. I guess it's just because I've always heard it as the gorilla position. So for someone to change it, it threw me off. Um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, don't I love Malachi Black. Um, I think he could have amazing matches with almost anyone on this roster. I don't know why it has to be Cody Rhodes first. I I just don't. I mean, they. It's just it didn't make sense. Um. Jurassic Express and Christian Cage defeating uh, the Hardy Party. <laughs> um, another match of why, you know, um, you're, we're getting more Jungle Boy, who is the future. Uh, Luchasaurus, which uh, the boys saw a little bit today and were obsessed already. They thought that was really cool. Uh, which again, he finally he got his AEW figure, so we're getting an AEW uh, Luchasaurus figure which is something they should have been marketing for a while now. Um, they should sell the mask. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was saying. Like, like we, easy we marketing. Just 10 we seconds. haven't had a Luchasaurus mask yet, but we have three Cody Rhodes action figures. Well, you need them in all different outfits, you know. <laughs> I guess. Um, it was a good match. I mean, it's a, 
I mean, Jungle Boy's the future. Luchasaurus has been doing the same I thing. I love the quadruple doing. suplex spot. I thought that was great. I mean, I that's, that it's fun. I think Christian using this is getting... I don't think it's getting anyone else over. I don't think Boost Jurassic Express is doing anything to get Christian over. And I don't think Christian's... Like, I don't think it's helping anyone. It's not hurting anyone. It's just I don't know if they're thinking that having them work with Christian and Hardy is going to elevate any of them. The only person who I thought got over it all in this entire thing was the Blade coming out of the end. Just <laughs> like, what? all right, cool. The Blade. <laughs> all right. I guess he's just a guy now. It's, we're going to send sick on people. Yeah, and and he's part of the he's part of the house party of Hardy, you know, like just I all right. <laughs> Butcher, Blade, and Bunny are all part of the Hardy thing. To I I don't know I don't understand it. I guess that's just yeah. He just, I, I just thought with. it was cool that he just came out and went, okay, cool, I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> um, Thunder Rosa versus uh, Julia Hart. Thunder Rosa is phenomenal. I mean the officially signing her was the best signing they've done for that women's division. Um, I mean, no one even comes close heart, even hearts, a decent wrestler. Um, but I mean, Thunder Rosa is next level. Yeah. And the second you hear she signed, it's like, Oh yeah. Then she's super like getting that super strength, the energy of she's going to win this match. No problem. And 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 that's the thing. So we have Thunder Rosa. We have Baker, and again, that we have here and here, then the rest of the division is still pretty far down. But at least you have a few that you know at some point they're going to have to um, interact. And I hope they push that off because there's not a lot of people stacked there yet. You know, it's only right. five more minutes. Let people build Thunder. up a little bit. We'll say that Thunder Rosa needs to get up in the rankings so that she can exactly. face her. Do something like that where it's not just going to be immediate. Like we just lose it immediately. And I think even, I think she even said something about, I need to come in and get some wins. I think she did that in her pre-promo, her very, um, very 80s screen in screen interview while she's wrestling. Like, mm-hmm. I like that. Um, but no, Thunder Rosa. Yeah, that was fun. Absolutely fantastic. So then we had Moxley comes out and he starts cutting his promo. What are your, I know you probably got real excited about this. I did. I thought it was a really good, like building up on. Oh, you're you've been dodging me. It's feel very old school, very like grounded and very like built in storyline. It seems a little weird because it's never been mentioned on AEW. But knowing their actual like history and knowing outside information, it's like it's very cool to see Mox like getting this onto AEW TV and then saying that he wants to fight Tanahashi. And you know, when it happens, which I hope happens. It'll be great because the, the two of them are extremely good wrestlers and watching them wrestle would be like, like, oh, I never thought I would see this, you know, <laughs> 10 years, not 10 years ago. Neither Do you them, think really. this, you think this goes new Japan? I think so. I think I, it feels like it's something they would have to do. It seems so weird that they're like promoting so much new Japan stuff, but I don't mind it because I'll check. I'll check it out. I'll track it down to watch that match because they're they're good. Like, I no, I I 100 agree. Um, Moxley is gold on the mic. He's great in the ring. Um, him going back to like, yeah, it has to be New Japan. You can't keep all of it on AEW. Plus, Mox being able to go back to um, New Japan to wrestle, I think they have a lot. Watching New Japan is a lot different, obviously, than watching any product 
in the U.S. because just the atmosphere, like they don't chant, they don't do anything. You know what I mean? It's very silent. And then when something happens, they erupt. Um, so I no, I'm in. <laughs> like again, I'm a wrestling fan. I'm they have my money. You know what I mean? Like I'm gonna watch yeah. it. I'm gonna do what I can. Um, so we have the Jericho and Gage match. Um, I know I'm supposed to love it. I know I'm supposed to think this was the best match ever. I, I wasn't a fan um, only because I don't know. I don't know why I wasn't a fan. Like I love uh, Jericho. I, I'm a Jericho fan. I think Nick Cage is great. I don't think the styles were great. Yes. I think it looked cool. And this is the closest we'd ever get to a death match to be on TNT. Um, but I think Gage losing to Matt Cardona and then losing to Jericho. Not that he needs to be over, not that this is hurting any momentum, but this definitely isn't doing anything for him in the eyes of new wrestling fan. You know what I mean? All over Twitter, you see him lose to, you know, Matt Cardona. Then AEW, he loses to Jericho in his own match. You know, like, I can see that, but at the same time, it's not like a lot of people, like, I had never heard Nick Gage before he comes onto this. I see him come out and they go, oh, geez, he died in the ring, was dead for eight minutes. Like, oh, shit, maybe I want to go see what that was. (laughs) Like, they go, I hear him talk, I go, how messed up has he been to have to, like, talk like that? Like, don't let him talk, because I feel bad that he's talking. It's felt like he's in pain (laughs) just talking. Like, MJF on commentary over this it was great. Like there was a lot of this stuff to like. I, I, I thought it was a little excessive for Jericho at this point to be doing this. It, it seemed like he had something to prove, which he doesn't at this point. He's proven that he can. He's done all this kind of stuff. So, I guess for the sake of like the story that they're telling, it makes sense. But in terms of us as wrestling people, I felt bad because I know Chris Jericho, the you know, the character. So I feel bad that he's trying to prove things to me when I don't need him to prove anything. He's I know he can, you know, going out there and killing himself doesn't doesn't do anything, you know, that to elevate him in my eyes. My big thing was um Nick Cage, obviously these this was just like internet whatever watched back when and then um you know, Dark Side of the Ring came out. They did a Nick Gage episode. A lot of people went nuts for it. And um, I, I had my little conspiracy thing of, well, Jericho uh, narrates Dark Side of the Ring. They made a Dark Side of the Ring episode of Nick Gage. Like, I just laughed and went, it's all falling into place now. Um, no, MJ off as a commentator was great. I He um, reminds me a lot of the old 80s wrestler, um, the heel commentator the Bobby Heenan's type thing where he's talking about something way off or if he wants to get paid, he'll do, you know what I mean? Um, Yeah. I felt it was adding to the story by doing it. It adds something more to it than what's there. It's just always a good thing for commentary, which is what commentary should do. I just didn't like, I didn't, this isn't the spot for Jericho to be, you know what I mean? I agree with that. I think it's a little excessive for Jericho. I, I get where it is in terms of the story that they're telling, but you could have done some other thing like the, the, the match they announced for next week, where it's like him versus who and two. That seemed more 
well, along the lines another of what thing is, is like Moxley and Nick Gage have a history. Like that would have been a great death match. Uh, Kingston, he could have pulled it off. Darby Allen, Miro, put Miro in. You know what? Like any of those people, it would be great. I didn't need to see a Jericho on the way out type. Just it didn't feel right. Um, I don't know how many, like, I remember Chris Jericho of the man of was a thousand and four holds, but every time he's coming on here, he's got a new nickname. So I'm thinking he's going to a thousand and four nicknames because now he was the pain maker before Lee champion. And then before that, you know, you had everything. And so I'm guessing that next week when he's taking on Hoovy, he's going to go back to Lionheart. He's going to wear those old tights again and, Wear his hair up. Exactly. No, I honestly think that we're gonna get we're gonna get Lionheart Chris Jericho from early WCW days, and that's all well and fine. But that's that's a long time ago. You know, it's it's over twenty years ago of bringing that character back. But I'll be curious to see how it goes. I mean, I I kind of think that this is kind of like maybe his swan song if this is how he's gonna go down then maybe maybe it's a cool way to send him off to just go through all the different his favorite characters go through them all i could see that i could see this being the 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 phases the life flashing before your eyes before you die type thing yeah um what was it he's got if he beats hubi then there's still one more, isn't there? Yeah, because he had the the first one with the chairman, and this one. No, then, then there's two more. So you'll have Hoovy, and then if we can think back to anywhere, uh, the last one has to be Lance Storm. That was his first ever wrestling, <laughs> and I watched. And that he's one. yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. I, like I, he's there, isn't he? Is he doing training with them? No, or is no, he training I, with I, WWE? I, I think he's just has his own school and he's been staying out, um, literally staying in a building. Not, not like a bum, maybe. I mean like training people. <laughs> well, maybe then they, they could ask him, you know, I was like, hey man, I'm doing, you know, this last run, would you do it? I'd be down to see it. Like, I've, you know, what was it? Um, One Night Stand where the two oh, of them yeah. wrestled? Oh yeah, him and, like, um, yeah. Yeah, they did wrestle, you're right. No, I'd love to see yeah, that because I mean, that was, that was their first like break. I'd I'd love to see Jericho and uh, Storm as his last match, but it probably won't be his last match. But I'd like to see it as the final run in AEW. But do that as like the last the last one for the trials, and then go on to MJF and then have it end. And and MJF needs to destroy Jericho. They don't. They can have oh, a good yeah, back. And, yeah. They they can have a good back and forth, but Jericho needs to lose and lose bad. Um. I mean, he's yeah. got a tour coming. Otherwise, up. it makes MJF look like such a weenie. He would yeah. look like such a weenie if he lost after all of this stuff. And and that would be it'd be terrible because MJF, MJF, uh, Jungle Boy, Ricky Starks. I mean, these are the kids that are going to be. Even though I don't even know how old Ricky Starks is, but that's another one. Yeah, he's one of those guys who looks like he could be anywhere from like eighteen to thirty-eight. I don't know. He's... <laughs> He's got one of those undiscernible faces. He could be my age. He could be, you know, anywhere in between. Like, I'd love for him know. to be like twenty. <laughs> he's twenty-seven. So okay, so it's not too. He's still. That's still a future. Yeah. Yeah, 
He's still so, definitely so really young. They're um yeah, they're definitely they can use someone. for years to come. If Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, with powerhouse Hobbs, who actually could be decent. I don't know if Hook's ever gonna wrestle if he if he's just there because dad's there. Um, yeah. but all in all, I I give um AEW an A, an AA minus, um, simply because, like I said, the only things I didn't care for were just random things. It was nothing major. Uh, it wasn't a great show with many memorable things, but um, the FTR match was great. Um, the 10 man tag is great. A 10 man tag like that. They were smart not to put that as a one of the main events because that thing needed to be main event or very beginning. And everyone forgets about it by the time they get to the main event, you know, where because if that went on right before Gage and Jericho, it doesn't stand a shot. No, no, it was the, the crowd. It was the perfect going, spot for it. And it stood its own as like the thing that drew you into the show. It was perfect. Yeah. I mean, I, I say a minus forum, um, a, a minus a W I mean, they're delivering week after week. Um, they've been great. Um, I mean, they're hinting at punk or hinting at Daniel Bryan. Um, if they both happen, great. If I think it's a done deal for both. Um, if and even if and- neither happens, they're still good. I mean, it's not like they need this kind of influx of talent. They're they got a lot of guys already. Where it's right. like and, you could build on any of these guys, really. And that's and that's my thing is Punk is older than me. I think Punk's forty three. Um, and I can't remember how old Daniel Bryan is or Brian Danielson. I'll start referring to him by. Um, but they're not someone you can build a company around anymore. These are the guys who come in and they do something that's great. But I want Punk to go in and I, I'm a Chicago boy myself. Like Punk is, I, I have, yeah. But I wanted to come in. Darby wouldn't be the first person I'd have him feud with, but um, whatever, I'm excited to see. Like I said, the only things I worry about um, with the punk thing is his actual heat with Colt Cabana and then him not liking Jericho. But that was years ago, so it could be. I, I don't know, honestly. Yeah, we can see. I mean, the way to open it would then be to have him fight against Colt. That would be like the opener thing to make sure that we know that it's all okay is to have him face against Colt. If you're going to do you it, let that be the long burn. You have them bump in. Yeah, th- those are the two ways you could do it. Just make sure that they interact like fairly early on so we know that it's not crazy. And if they don't, then I'd be worried they yeah. don't have them interact early on. Because Colt's been there for a long time. He's a great locker room guy. He's the one who, I mean, all of AEW's merchandise goes through Colt's company. So that's not oh, really yeah. not the person you want to screw over. And But I would assume that – I wouldn't assume – I would like to think that Tony Khan kind of talked to Colt beforehand. Right. And you, you can get it beside that kind of feelings for the, you know, for the business and for what you got to do. Like, and Colt loves AEW, like the signs going into Chicago, they've got Colt with his AEW shirt on going up one hour tease. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I'm, I'll be honest. Like I want there to be a punk um, Colt match. The only problem is, is Colt's the, Colts at his best when he's a he's a great comedic wrestler. Um, although he's been showing that uh serious wrestling side every once and again. I really like that. 
So I wish he would explore that more with the Dark Order. I think the Dark Order still is evolving into a bigger thing. I just don't know where yet. I would love, I'd love Hangman to be part, but I don't know. Maybe we'll see where it goes past this kind of like this is kind of their big thing is like a pull together thing with the 10 man tag. So we'll see how it parses out because it's looking like it's something. So looking like they're going to stay for a while. And and I hope so because I like it. I think that they don't want to touch it because Brody left that, you know what I mean? I feel like it's more nostalgia than anything, but. But not in a bad way. I mean, it's not to that point yet where it's like, okay, we're done. It's still got some legs to it. It's still got some, some life. I think. It still, it, it still has negative one is still there. And I think that, I don't know, they can't, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how they do it when they do it. And obviously they're not rushing to it. So that's pretty good itself. Yeah. Wait but until negative one can wrestle and then have him break up the group. And then that, that, that'll be fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm good with it. Give another 10 years. I think the kid's 10 or 11 now, maybe even older. As yeah. soon as he hits 18. I mean, Nicholas, we brought him up earlier, you know? Well, maybe Positive. that's maybe maybe that's maybe, maybe that's, that's the feud. That's the feud. Nicholas. You bring in Nicholas and you one. have them wrestle. Nicholas yeah. versus negative one. I, I, I mean, with Braun and uh, Nicholas's corner and all of Dark Order and uh, negative one's corner, I could get behind it. Yeah. We're just Evil Uno. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, by that point, people might just understand who Evil Uno is, you know? <laughs> All right, Chris. Well, it was good having you on here. Um, you looking forward to anything coming up this upcoming week with wrestling? Uh, I'm curious to see how it all goes. I mean, AEW is always good. Uh, I'm really interested to see what Baron Corbin is going to do tomorrow. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm I'm interested. Monday, it's whatever, and we'll see what happens. NXT is always good, so I'm yeah, non-committal. Non-committal. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I'm going to stay with that stance too. Well, Chris, thank you very much for coming on. Hope you enjoyed your stay. And um, what else can I say here? But uh, just, I guess uh, we'll uh, ring the bell and call it another great match. Thank you so much, Chris. You dig it, dig it, sucker.